At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. It's our number three of Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds, coming to you from the VSIN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. And college basketball, we're getting that early window starting mm-hmm. to kind of conclude here. And the best game has to be in Baton Rouge, Alabama, LSU. Right now, the Tigers lead 70-69 to with 138 left to go in that ball game. And it's, it's, it's been a really just fun game to watch because we've been saying it all throughout the breaks. Neither team could run away from each other if yeah. they tried. There are athletes all over the floor here uh, between Alabama and LSU. Yeah. And, uh, look, we said that this was going to go to the wire. Neither team's been able to get distance. It's pretty much been a one-possession game every time we look up at this screen. 70-69, <laughs> to 69, 137 left to go. Closing number at BetMGM was 3.5, and 153.5 the total. You're probably going to need uh, – they don't call it undertime. They call it overtime mm-hmm. if you play the over here. So, one-possession game, by the way uh, – in uh, Indianapolis, Villanova, 75-51. to 51. Laval Jordan now empty in the bench. Uh, uh, total still very much in play. Butler is not in play. So, uh, And also the second half total where I followed along with you. A couple games that have gone final. Virginia over Louisville, 71-61. to 61. Cavaliers get the cover. Game goes over the total. Virginia, a much-needed win. Louisville's miserable season continues now 12-18. and 18. Chattanooga survives against the Citadel in the SoCon, so they will advance to the semifinals in that tournament tomorrow, as will Longwood. Came back to beat USC Upstate, 79-70. Longwood, by the way, gets the cover minus six and a half on the close so Longwood will play for the Big South Championship tomorrow and uh, one number one seed in a conference mm-hmm. tournament though that is in trouble <clears throat> that's Texas State 50 to 37 Sudbelt going to be a one bid league so UL Lafayette four and a half point underdogs up by 13 11 minutes to go there Tennessee, a little development all of a in Knoxville. Sudden, I just look up and it's seventy-three <laughs> to sixty-eight. So if you laid those points, you know I said that line was high and that Arkansas was going to make a run. I didn't expect it. Two forty-six left to go. This was going to be a five-point game. Timeout on the floor in Knoxville, seventy-three uh, sixty-eight. So Tennessee, Rick Barnes, they're going to have to survive here. And then uh, of course uh, a couple other games uh, we'll get to. Dayton has pulled away a little bit from Davidson. They've at least taken the lead, fifty-nine fifty-six eight minutes left to go in the second half and then we're about to get the 11 pacific to eastern slate underway that's headlined by indiana purdue kentucky and florida we talked about that at the end of the last hour yeah tennessee led by as many as 24 
in this game. Arkansas has never led. They were down 50-29 to at halftime, but they've outscored the Vols 39-23 in the second half as they only trail by five right now with 2.46 left to play. And I'm, I'm just they're just toying with me and Villanova Butler right now. We're so close to that over right now. You over got it, 78-53. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we got it. Now, there we go, over 128. So chalk that up for yeah, the good guys. I, I played there that. I go. played that second half. Uh, Root along with you, so we both get there at least we, on that one. The we, Butler plus nine did not receive such a favorable fate. It, you know what? The game, the first five minutes, there was about six points scored. So yeah. I, I, I was yeah. getting nervous there, but we got home indeed with the parade of the free throw both of these teams in the double bonus here late in the game. But the game that everyone's going to be eyeing mm-hmm. is North Carolina and Duke, Cameron Indoor Stadium, final dance for Coach K at his home court there, Coach K Court. Right now, Duke 11.5 point favorites, total 152.5. Before we get into the brass tacks of this game, for the folks who are just joining us now here for the third hour, this it's now kind of we've entered the farewell tour yes. in depth now for yes. Coach K because we're about to get to the conference tournaments, the NCAA tournament. Every game could potentially be his last game mm-hmm. as a head coach. Any fun Duke betting memories under this Coach K regime here? I mean, there's so many that you can maybe pick from here with the Duke Blue Devils, so many big games that they've been in. Any that really jump out well, to you? I mean, a lot of miserable ones, I think, <laughs> if, you're not a, if you're not a Duke fan. But, look, uh, I mean, there have been obviously all the crazy finishes here. Mm-hmm. I remember I think it was Jeff Cable that hit the half-court shot. Yep. And we remember Dick Vitale going crazy. <laughs> and, you know, unfortunately, and I know, you know, Dick Vitale can be a little bit polarizing, but obviously what he's going through now, yeah, I am kind of going to miss him on the call of this game because he has called like all the signature moments in this rivalry over the years. Yep. And uh, I'm sure he's going to be part, you know, he's down in Florida, obviously battling cancer and, you know, pretty much d- done the rest of the season, at least for calling games or traveling or anything like that. But I got to think, you know, they're going to have him on a zoom or a Skype or on the phone or something, because you have to have him. He's an intrinsic part of this rivalry, I think, but Obviously, the records speak for itself with Coach Gay. Five national titles, 12 yeah. Final Fours, 12 times winning the ACC, and they can clinch the ACC today, I believe. Uh, and one thing I will say, if you know who Mike Krzyzewski uh, was mentored by, it was one Bob Knight. Mm-hmm. And knowing Bob Knight the way I do, being an Indiana fan my whole life and an alum, winning the conference was always his number one goal was Bob Knights. And and I think that still remains the same for Mike Shashevsky. And they're 16 and three, so they've already clinched that conference. So they have won the ACC title. We'll see what they can do in the tournament here next week. But you know, just looking at this uh from from that type of standpoint here, Mike Shashevsky, I think if you've been watching this team, he's not like exactly baking the cake here. He's more no. like the executive chef. Now he's not the sous chef necessarily. <laughs> he's supervising because John Shire is going to take over the team next year. That's his chief assistant. All of his assistants are former players there. And they're, I guess there's something to be admired by that. You know, yeah. if your program kind of keeps it and you establish a family where it's like it's the brotherhood, hey, you're a Duke guy, you're a Carolina guy, you're a Kansas guy, you're an Indiana guy or whatever. When you can establish that and, all the former players that are there and even some current NBA players, I believe Grayson Allen is in the house. So keep an eye on him if he doesn't come on the floor and like trip, <laughs> trip, Caleb, trip Caleb Love or somebody like that or try to, you know, elbow Armando Baycott in the head or do something. I mean, Grayson yeah, Allen. Any shenanigans. We know yeah, who the number one he, suspect he's is. He's been known to do that. So you better, you know, with all the uh, coverage of this game, they got to have like a Grayson Allen camera to make sure, okay, when's he going to run out on the floor <laughs> yeah. here and like, 
you know. I mean, I mean, Wojo's in the house too. If yeah. he, he needs someone to slap when's, the floor, when's he going to give that low <laughs> blow to somebody and punch uh, in the lower region? So you definitely got to watch that. But from the game standpoint, I did bet North Carolina in the overnight mm-hmm. seven in the first half, twelve for the game. I think North Carolina. You would expect because they got their butts whipped at home a couple weeks ago. You know, what was it, 29 to 8 and the 10 minute mark? And that's pretty yep. much what the final score was. I think it was a 20 point margin of victory for Duke. But you got to think North Carolina's got to come out focused and maybe Duke a little bit nervous. The crowd's going to be loud. The place is going to be full as it usually is. But all the former players back and all the culture and these players, because oftentimes I think players like current players don't really understand what a culture of a program is. Mm -hmm. They don't get it. Like they don't care about a guy that played 20 and 25 years ago. They don't care about Mark Allery and Johnny Dawkins and Jay Billis, you know, Danny Ferry. Kind of like when Duke, you know, first made the final four under coach gay. I think it was in 1986 when they lost to never nervous Purvis and uh, the (laughs) Louisville Cardinals in the final. But that's really when Duke, I think under coach K kind of arrived and was obviously here to stay and hasn't went anywhere since. But you look at it, I think it is going to get to these kids a little bit, all the hype, all the pregame coverage, because you can pretend you have earmuffs and that you don't pay attention there's, to it. They, they know what's at stake. Yeah, they absolutely know. Yeah. And, and, and I think that there's going to be maybe a little bit of nervous energy out there for Duke and that Carolina, you know, even though they have a lot at stake, they could certainly, I think, really clinch their ticket. I think that they're probably in. They're on the good side of the bubble. But still, it's not locked. You know, it's not you know, it's it's penciled in, not necessarily in permanent marker in, in terms of them being in the NCAA tournament. So I think Carolina maybe will play a little bit loose early on, and maybe Duke is going to be a little bit tight. And that's why I kind of like the first half better a little bit with North Carolina than I really would the full game. And uh, speaking of tight, <laughs> Tennessee Vols are, are being tight right now. Yeah. It is 73 to 70. It is a one-point game, 143. So all of a sudden, you know, and that's why I didn't want to lay those points with Tennessee yeah. because you worried Arkansas was going to make a run, and here we go. We have Alabama at the free throw line trailing by two with 12 seconds to go in Baton Rouge. So that like these SEC games, we talked about the SEC tournament earlier. This tournament in Amelie in Tampa is going to be absolutely fantastic Mm -hmm. next weekend here. But real quickly with this Duke team, I wanted to ask you, because I was just curious, just from a sports standpoint, what do you think, because we had Coach K's resume up there, I mean, Mm -hmm. 12 ACC regular season championships, five national championships. Which team do you think was K's best team at Duke? Because, I mean, like, to me, the one that jumps out to me, because I I was born in 1990, one of the younger people here at VEASAN. I mean, that 2001 team with Battier and Jay Will, Mm -hmm. that team, like Carlos Boozer, they were loaded there. The Mm -hmm. 2002 team, the one that lost to Indiana that everybody thought was going to win, was another really good team. Which team do you think was the best? I mean, you almost, I think, have to go back to that 91 where I was in attendance in the Hoosier Dome or UNLV, Mm -hmm. you know, was a defending national champion undefeated and Bobby Hurley and and Leitner and Grant and Thomas Hill and that team knocked them off. That's like when I think of Duke basketball, that is who I think of Leitner because they were talking about that earlier. Like who's the all time, you know, Duke players and people were talking about Zion Williamson. I was like, he was here and (laughs) gone. He was here and gone from Durham. You know, like, like when I think of Duke, I, I think of Bobby Hurley. Think I of, think of Christian Leitner. You don't think of Kyrie Irving? I do not. I think of Grant Hill. 
I think of Johnny Dawkins. I think of Tommy Amaker. <laughs> yeah. Because they were the guys that really, I think, made Duke because they didn't just leave after one year. Mm-hmm. These were three- and four-year guys, and that's how they built that culture, and they built that brand name down there in Durham. Yeah, the, the, they've transformed their program to kind of get with the times of college basketball today. Yeah. I mean, we saw the team with he's, Jaleel Okafor, Justice yeah, Winslow. They won the national title. He's changed his recruiting. Yeah. I mean, Coach K, let's, let's, let's be adults here. He's embraced the agent-driven recruitment. Yes. And I mean, he's not exactly, you know, I wouldn't say dirty, but not exactly cleaner than the Board of Health. He knows what's at stake here. He's like, that's why he coached those Olympic guys. He's like, he oh, yeah. wants relationship with the agents. Give me your guy for a year. I'll keep all the riffraff and all the BS and all the other agents away from him. I'll win a bunch of games, maybe go to a Final Four, win a national championship, and then you can have him back uh, come NBA draft. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be looking at the Tar Heels. I haven't bet it yet, but I'll probably be looking at the Tar Heels something, hoping for like a 12 or an 11 and a half. We'll see what this line ends up closing at. Also, we're going to OT, Bama, and LSU. We'll discuss that on the other side. It's betting across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Start on your college hoops tournament betting with VSIN's full court bracket betting coverage starting Sunday, March 13th, with six hours of free live video streaming on VSIN.com, including the full bracket reveal and opening lines for every game. The VSIN college hoops experts, including Greg Hoops Peterson, will analyze every game and discuss with the bookmakers making the lines to find the best early value. Don't wait for this line to move. Start your bracket and round one tournament betting with the VSIN college hoops experts on Sunday, March 13th at 6 p.m. Eastern, free on vcin.com. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds here from the VEASAN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. We've been talking about it all show long, Wes. This Alabama-LSU game has Mm -hmm. been terrific. We are in overtime. The Crimson Tide leads 75-74. to I don't see a live number here on my BetMGM odds board, but 
fascinating game yeah. in this one that is, we, we just knew was going to come down to the wire. And, of course, they don't call it undertime. They nope. call it overtime, <laughs> and that's what we have here. This is going to go over 153.5, 154, you would think, at 149 with three minutes left to go. But we've seen enough of these bad beat segments where it's like you need two points to get it over, and then you don't get it. I think you're probably going to get it here. By the way, Alabama up 75 to 74, 245 now left to go in overtime at Baton Rouge. All these games, we were talking about it over the break. Two-hour windows are not enough it's, for it's college impossible. basketball. So if you're waiting to see the uh, Kentucky-Florida game and the IU-Purdue game, if you've got us on the second screen and waiting to watch those games particularly, you're going to be waiting a while here because we, we have yet another review I was here in say. Arkansas and Tennessee. We've had about five it seems like in the last three minutes, that game, by the way, not in overtime, still in regulation here, 74 to 70, 57.8 left to go. Tennessee, I believe at the close, uh, what were they laying? Like five and a half or six yeah. at the close? Uh, yeah, about five and a half, I believe. Yeah, was the so, so Tennessee still winning the game, but in danger of not covering. Arkansas has absolutely made a run, and we did talk about that. We anticipated Arkansas at some point was going to make a run. They were down 21 at the half. 50 to 29 Tennessee. That's what we worry about with this Vols team is if they're going to have scoring droughts and they clearly have had one so far. So a minute left to go Tennessee up by four, uh, trying to escape with the win over the hogs early games that have started. We are begun in Mackey arena, even though you cannot see it on your television screen, 14 to 13 Purdue over Indiana, Indiana close 10 and a half point underdog at Purdue, Kentucky up early six, four in Gainesville. I know a game a lot of people were eyeing was Boston College, Georgia Tech. Just kidding. I was eyeing that one. <laughs> I, 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 were, I, I had the under. Yes. I had under 134 and a half. And like you mentioned, they don't call it under time. We yeah. went to OT 79-76 is a score. So a terrific game, uh, but one that not a lot of people were watching except no, for me. I was 11 and 18 <laughs> against 11 and 19. But this is something, uh, you know, I think it was actually Scott Spritzer, who is a notable yeah. better here in Vegas, told me one time, if there's a side and a total, if there's a line on the game, it's important. Yep. It doesn't matter what the <laughs> records are. It's important to somebody. And if they put it on the board, it matters. It, it mattered to me. And yes. I, I went and saw my winning yes. ticket go and fade off into the win there. Uh, a dead under game is this Syracuse-Miami game right now. I mean, that closed 149 mm -hmm. and a half here at the South Point. We saw 150, the consensus number. But it got yeah. slammed overnight after opening 154. Right now, the Orange lead 44 to 35, 14 and a half yeah. to go in the second half. The live total, 136. Mm -hmm. And a half. I mean, just the the wise guys who are on that under. Kudos. And I might the cap. have to get our producer Stephen Bond, a Syracuse graduate's insight on this. But <laughs> this, I don't know if they have a COVID year, but these are two seniors that Jimmy Bayheim and of course uh, Buddy Buckets. Yep. And I knew Jim Bayheim wanted to stay at Syracuse, you know, to coach his sons. Mm -hmm. We've talked about LeBron James wants to play with Bronny, Bronny. when Bronny finally makes the NBA in terms of his last year and retire with his son. I wonder if Jim Beheim, if this is going to be the swan song. Syracuse, of course, they're not making the NCAA tournament unless they make a run in the ACC tournament, but they've done it before. Yeah, Stephen, do you have an update on uh, Jim Beheim? Possibly uh, maybe the last go-around. Would he do it the last time that Kay has his last go-around? I don't think he would do it the same time, guys. I, yeah. There. He he As he said, his, he wants his farewell tour. He, he wants, wants his farewell he tour wants to through get West. His uh, dressers and recliners, and exactly. One hundred percent. That's exactly what it gifts. is. Just yeah. for retirement at age seventy something. Yes. He did say there is a succession plan in place. He mm. would not, however, give us a year. So, for what it's worth, maybe he's going to go. He's been there what forty six years, yeah. I believe it is now. Yeah. 
maybe he's going for 50. Maybe when his wife, Julie, says, get the hell out. Yeah. <laughs> Come home, when you're it retiring. Yes. <laughs> I mean, Mike Hopkins was supposed to be the head coach in waiting. Now he's at the University yeah, of Washington. He, he was going to be waiting for a long ass time. <laughs> he's still waiting for that job, guys. Yeah. He's still waiting for it. He's been at Washington for about four, maybe five years He'd now. He'd probably so, like uh, to get out of Seattle with the way he, things have gone for the Huskies. I think so. some people in Seattle might wish him very well yeah. and say goodbye. Mutual, mutual parting of the ways <laughs> yeah. is what very, they call it. Very, yes. very, we started off really good, but we have deteriorated as a program under Mike Hopkins there. Um, Auburn and South Carolina, that's it, right now under 16 timeout in the second half. The Tigers lead 52-40 to 40 against the Gamecocks. That one closed 15-and-a-half. Yeah. Live number is 15-and-a-half right now with a total 150. 9-2 run for South Carolina here in the first TV timeout of the second half. This was 48-31 to 31 at the half, so South Carolina at least temporarily back within the number. And you mentioned we are tied between Indiana and Purdue at 14. Live total 143-and-a-half with Purdue right now laying 8-and-a-half on the live number there. So the folks who gobbled up those 10-and-a-halves are those tens, I mean, doing all right right now, but mm-hmm. still a lot of basketball to be played out in West Lafayette. Kentucky and Florida, though, should be tipping off here pretty soon. We're actually at the under-16 timeout in the first half there with Kentucky leading 8-4. to four. They're laying 6.5 on the live line right now. 139.5 is our total. Yeah, so, uh, you know, good start right now for the uh, Wildcats. And the under did get bet, as we mentioned, 139 and a half. So that's pretty much what it closed pre-flop. But you got to think that that's what Florida is going to need to continue. They are going to need to, I think, really slow this game down. I don't think they can go full court with these guys. I just think they're a little bit out-athleted. Meanwhile, in Tennessee, after that long pending review, we have a two-point ball game with 55 seconds left to go. Wow. Tennessee with the basketball, 74-72. to 72. So, Tennessee going to be lucky to get a win, let alone a cover, and there's always <laughs> the possibility of overtime in that one. By the way, did clear the total. 140-and-a-half was the closer at BetMGM. So, if you're an over, you're already a winner here. Yeah, a once 24-point lead is down to two as uh, Miss shot and Alabama will have a chance to tie it here. Shot clock, game clock, pretty much the same thing. But oh. they throw the ball away. Oh, he was going for the <laughs> touchdown when he just needed the first down. He, it, that's, but that's Alabama in a nutshell, though. Like, yeah. you, this team is unpredictable. Yeah. Or Arkansas, I should say, in a nutshell. Like, they're unpredictable. You don't know what they're going to be doing yeah. there. And it's just... The, it's a wasteful possession. And now the Hogs, 27.5. They don't necessarily have to foul immediately. No. Like, this is what teams sometimes do that frustrates me just as a fan and not only a better. You can trap that first pass, which they are oh. electing to do, and they almost forced a turnover there, but well, looks like walked. they're going to get called for the foul. 22.5 left to go. Tennessee going to the foul line. So it will now be a free throw situation for the Volunteers. If they can make their free throws, likely to win the game. If not, the Razorbacks will have a chance to maybe tie. Meanwhile, in LSU, LSU 78-77. I believe they just showed the graphic. 15 ties and 12 lead changes. It's been up and down all day. So Alabama, I believe, has the basketball out of this time out but LSU a one-point lead and it has officially gone over the total of 153 and a half 78 to 77 your current score it's likely the game that will never end this LSU None of these games are going to end this is probably going <laughs> overtime in Tennessee for those of us that have interest in Indiana Purdue gonna have so to wait <laughs> yeah see you in the second half yeah. <laughs> what will end first betting across America I or know. these games in the nine o'clock window on the west coast a game that's going to tip off in the three o'clock window out in the big 12 six o'clock on the east coast Baylor and Iowa State the Bears in line to get a number one seed to the number three team in the country laying 12 and a half at home total 132 and a half and I was eyeing the Cyclones in this spot here it's not a, a play that you love but mm-hmm. I mean that's a lot of points 
Yeah, I think it's absolutely a lot of points here. And 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 look, uh, Baylor, you know, seemingly got right. Uh, they've had some injuries this season. LJ Cryer, I know, has missed time for this team. Of course, uh, JTT, not Jonathan Taylor Thomas of Home Improvement. Uh, Jonathan Chamwa Chachwa. Every day, I finally John. learned how to pronounce that name, by yeah, the way. Baby. Baylor has won four in a row, though. They did beat Kansas last Saturday night. They did go and sweep Texas on Monday night. So I'm kind of eyeing the Cyclones here. I think T.J. Otzelberger, I know this team has cooled off a little bit, but this team's in the NCAA tournament, 20-10. and 10. They have a lot of quality wins. They beat Xavier. They beat Memphis. They beat Iowa. They beat Creighton, Texas Tech. Texas, so enough really good wins where I think Iowa State is safe even if they lose this game. Iowa State last time out, this is where you buy low on a team. Talk about losing ugly. 53-36 to at home to Oklahoma State. (laughs) Now, Oklahoma State playing hard every single game because they cannot play in the Big 12 nor the NCAA tournament. So, not surprised that they lost at home, but they scored 36 points. So, I think this is by low on Iowa State, and that's the side I'm probably going to be on tonight. So, we have a two-point game in Knoxville. Tennessee leads Arkansas 76-74, 15 seconds left. Vol's going to go to the free throw line. One-point game in Baton Rouge. LSU leads Alabama 78-77, 8.1 seconds to go in that game. So, these SEC games are coming down to the wire. We should have a finish on the other side of the break as this game between LSU and Alabama, those plus three-and-a-half tickets for the Tide, looking pretty good, but you probably want the game to end sooner rather than later. We'll discuss those and also look at the UFC 272 card here in Las Vegas. Covington, Masvidal, we're talking about it. It's betting across America. This is betting across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Want to get in shape but having trouble staying motivated? Make five-hour energy shots part of your lifestyle and get the energy boost you need to get fit. With zero sugar and an unbeatable blend of vitamins, nutrients, and caffeine, it's the perfect pick-me-up for getting stuff done. Go to 5hourenergy.com to find our over 15 flavors to choose from with flavors like grape, tropical burst, cherry, blue raspberry, and more. There is a flavor for everyone. Get a five-hour energy today. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds here at the South Point. Uh, We'll update you guys on SEC basketball in just a matter of moments, but we wanted to pay attention and give a little love to this UFC card. UFC 272 T-Mobile Arena here in Las Vegas, Nevada, and it is headlined by the welterweight main event between Colby Covington and Jorge Masvidal. Right now over at BetMGM, Covington minus 350. The favorite Masvidal, popular game bread, plus Mm -hmm. 260. But this fight is interesting just from a narrative standpoint because these two fighters have a little bad blood after having kind of Mm -hmm. come underneath the same almost trainer and coach. Mm -hmm. And Covington mm, may, may have stiffed one of these coaches there, and, and Masvidal doesn't really take too kind to it. Leading up to this fight here with these two teams, or rather two yeah. fighters, will go at it in the octagon. Let's catch you up on the soap opera here in this storyline. Both these fighters, Covington and Jorge Masvidal, part of the mm-hmm. American top team based down in South Florida. Dan Lambert, the longtime coach. Uh, Dan Lambert, not only an MMA coach, you see him on AEW, on the wrestling. Great promo guy, plays a great heel. And these two guys try to play great hero, especially Colby Covington. And uh, Colby Covington 
Covington apparently uh, still owes ATT some money split from the camp. Jorge Masvidal, a South Floridian, still a member of that camp. Uh, you've seen a lot of trash talk this week between these guys. Actually, we were talking about it last night. A bunch of us in the Las Vegas sports betting community gathered to honor our late friend Brian Blessing, who mm -hmm. passed away. So I was actually talking about that with our colleague, Matt Humans. We were talking about these fights, and he was like, did you see the press conference for this? I was like, no, I didn't watch it. And, I mean, it was just so random with the trash talk. Colby Covington uh, uh, wearing the uh, the red MAGA hat was like, yep. you don't even know how a bill becomes a law, bro. You know, that was like a smack talk. It's like, <laughs> this is like schoolhouse rock, yeah, like, What are we if doing? We were, if you remember watching that as a little kid, this is how a bill becomes a law. And, and that's basically what it was. And uh, uh, these two guys uh, might have a similar political opinions, Femi, mm -hmm. but uh, they don't like each other very much. So uh, MAGA on MAGA crime, I don't know <laughs> what you want to call it here because that's what it seemingly is. But you look at Jorge Masvidal. <laughs> Obviously, this is a guy who has uh, pulled out some big knockouts fastest in five seconds. We all remember that one highlight, that one spot of his career where he mm. beat Ben Askren. Ben Askren ducked his head for a takedown, and Jorge Masvidal caught him with the knee right on the button and knocked him out. So, look, Jorge Masvidal is a guy that was kind of a journeyman, but all of a sudden won some big fights. Uh, you know, TKO of Nate Diaz, of course, that knockout of Ben Askren that we saw knocked out Cowboy Cerrone. As much as I love Cowboy Cerrone, Cowboy Cerrone took a lot of knockouts oh my late God, in his career. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know how much to really read into that. He TKO Jake Ellenberger. But just looking at the fight from like a macro perspective, Colby Covington is over a $3 favorite, I think, for a reason. And yeah. I think he should be. I think just the style here. Colby Covington, we know what he's going to do. He's just going to take you down. One thing about Covington, whether you love him or you hate him, he's got a very good gas tank, mm -hmm. and he's got very good endurance. Look, in that first fight with Usman, he took Usman a little bit to the limit here, and Usman eventually was able to put him away, TKO, I believe, in the fifth round. Of course, Mazadal last time got knocked out by Kamaru Usman, and really it was kind of a mismatch. Usman kind of did what he wanted in the first fight, and then the second fight, of course, knocked him out. But Covington, you know, minus 320, 325, I think that's about right here, so... You know, maybe the way to play this if you want to, if you don't want to lay that heavy price unless you're doing like a multi-fight parlay and mm -hmm. reducing that VIG, how do you think that this is going to go? I think the over-under rounds right now is like four and a half over I, minus I, I, I see three and a half at BetMGM over minus 185, the under plus 150. Yeah, yeah. So the less rounds, obviously, the more you're going to pay on an overprice. Mm -hmm. But I think the way of the fight, it depends on if there, if you think there's going to be a finish or not, because I think Covington is going to be able to take Masvidal down pretty easily. Masvidal is going to get support at the window just because he's a popular fighter and everybody sees those highlight reel knockouts. and like, well, he's got a chance. He's live here, and, you know, mm -hmm. this is the UFC. We've seen bigger dogs win in the past, but – I just think Covington with that wrestling game is just going to be able to take it down, kind of lay on him and, you know, not let Masvidal get loose. I think that there is a discrepancy in terms of the wrestling. And you look, 35 and 15 for Masvidal, only two submissions uh, for Jorge Masvidal. So I don't think Covington is going to be worried necessarily no. about getting submitted. So. I mean, I would probably lay it in a money line parlay. I don't know if I'd lay like 350 or something like that just on a straight bet. But this fight to me is all Kobe Covington. Would you look at, because you mentioned Covington's gas tank and Masvidal isn't really known for being the uh, most the most endurance type mm -hmm. athlete in the in the octagon here. Would you maybe look at Covington by submission 
plus 800 is what it's paying out over at you know, BetMGM. You know, you could, and but you look at Covington in terms of his career. Only four of his 16 wins are by I'm submission. Finished, yeah. Eight by decision, four by knockout. But I think you very, you very well could here. I wonder how much Masvidal really has left in the tank. Look, somebody is always live because he can always, you know, one get that, one, that yeah. one spot. But if you look at Jorge Masvidal, 37 years old, I think he's kind of peaked as a fighter because when you look, the last two fights, it was an uh, easy unanimous decision for Usman. Then the rematch got knocked out in the second round. And you can just sense that maybe a guy is kind of going down and kind of on the back nine of his career. Like, I think that this is Masvidal's, like, last big fight. And this is his last big chance at a payday here. That's why this is happening. There's obviously some heat, so they're using that to sell the fight. You know, and all the trash talk. And then, of course, the past storyline that we mentioned earlier with American Top Team. But Colby Covington gets the win. I would maybe put it in a money line parlay. Or, to your point, take that submission yeah. price, $8. That is very feasible, that's, I think. Yeah, that's very juicy there. If you want to get a little uh, fun and get some juicy money, plus 800 Covington by submission. We'll see Covington by decision or technical decision, minus 125. Or if you like Covington to KO, TKO, or DQ, yeah. uh, plus 350. See, that's the thing about the decision that kind of concerns me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I don't know. Maybe Masvidal is going to like wear out, you yep. know, and just physically not be able to go. Yeah. And that's what make the, makes the uh, submission absolutely live. Yeah, that's kind of where I'd look at it because I don't see Masvidal lasting all five rounds in this fight. In SEC basketball, I mean, it was the talk of the morning slate here, and we saw two terrific games, one out in Knoxville that was a blowout to begin with. Mm-hmm. Tennessee led by 24 at one point. They end up holding on to beat Arkansas 78-74. to Unable to cover. Game goes over the total there as the Razorbacks that plus five and a half, I believe it was. Yeah. They went ahead and covered six at some places. They get within the number. They're losing by four. Then also in Baton Rouge, a really, really fun game. So many lead changes in that contest between LSU and Alabama. Tigers hang on 80 to 77 in overtime. They were laying three and a half. So LSU does not cover the folks who took Bama. They get home there as we saw that game just go. And I think the largest lead I saw was about five mm-hmm. in that contest. And and we talked about how Alabama, what worries you about this team, this team is not a very good three-point shooting team. They're very good at getting to the rim. By the way, Alabama missed 13 of their last 14 three-point shots. That pretty much uh, settles yeah. the game for you. So LSU gets the win, but uh, they call Alabama the Crimson Tide, call me Deacon Blues. The Tide get the cover. A little little Steely Dan for you <laughs> there, here on Saturday go. morning. So uh, <laughs> Alabama does get the cover nonetheless, but LSU gets the dub. Yeah, the folks did not know they needed a little Steely Dan. But I sometimes... always need Steely Dan on Saturday morning. You know, I, I go into some of these casinos and it's like, oonch, 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 oonch. It's like all this EDM stuff. I'm like, play me a little Doobie Brothers or Steely Dan. I might have had a rough Friday night. I need some soft rock in the morning. <laughs> yeah. It's all just 100 miles miles an hour here yes. whenever you go to one of these casinos or yes. these sports books. Uh, in West Lafayette, Purdue leads Indiana 29-18. I'm on the over, not really getting the type of game I was hoping for right now. The live total 134.5, but Purdue laying 15.5 yeah. on the live number. This one closed 10, 10 and a half. Yeah, this game got to the television screen late because the previous broadcast went over, and then once it gets on, I'm like, take it off. <laughs> take it off. I don't want to see it anymore. Now I know the Hoosiers are going to get their butts whipped, and right now Hoosiers 6-19 from 
from the floor, 31%. Purdue 11 to 26. They've hit five threes. Uh, I believe Indiana just got a technical foul a moment ago. So 29 to 18 right now, the Boilermakers. This is senior day. This, of course, is a payback spot. Mm. Boy, if you're Indiana and you lose this, you are going to have to make some kind of run in the Big Ten tournament. You're going to at least have to win two games, which means you're going to have to win the 8-9 game either against Michigan or Michigan State because that's probably who they're going to get. And then you've got to beat Wisconsin, who I believe is 31-9 and in the last 40 games <laughs> over the last 20 years against the Indiana Hoosiers. So Hoosiers very much up against it. Uh, it's not over, but... It's in peril for the Indiana yeah. Hoosiers right now. They're going to need to get it done in that Big Ten Conference Tournament because it doesn't look like it? early on right now that they're going to get it done What today. is it? Nothing is over until we decide it is. Well, Indiana's <laughs> deciding right now. They're not bleeding John Blutarski. It's over <laughs> if they don't get their you-know-whats together here in West Lafayette. Eight minutes left in Auburn. They lead South Carolina 73-57. Live number 18.5, total 162.5. The Tigers were laying 15.5 pre-flop so we're right there on that number 16 point lead at the under eight timeout in the second half on the other side final segment of the show betting across america and we'll bring in ben wilson who'll be hosting the second half of baa this is baa by gm At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. BetMGM welcomes you with a special offer on college basketball. Simply place a $10 Moneyline wager on any game, and if either team hits a three-pointer in the game, you'll win $200 in free bets. Just use bonus code VSIN200+. You'll earn BetMGM rewards points that can be redeemed for online bonuses or converted into comps for rooms, restaurants, and more at over 20 MGM resorts nationwide. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets if a three-pointer is made in the game that you wager on. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. 
Welcome back to the final segment of Betting Across America here from the VEASAN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds. And usually final segments. our time to cross talk with the boys over at Circa. So we bring in our guy, Ben Wilson, VEASAN host, joining the program as he's going to take over with the Mall Shaw at the top of the hour for three more hours of live betting discussion, which I'm sure will certain and center around college basketball. And the game that everyone's talking about, Ben, we appreciate you joining us this afternoon is Duke, North Carolina. I mean, where do you start with this one? Duke right now laying 11 and a half total 152 and a half. Yeah. Well, great to be with you guys. First off, it is going to be three hours of I'm all in as you know, Wes is, <laughs> yes. you both know very, very well. Uh-huh. I'm all is ready. He was, he's going to be all in for, for all of these games. Yeah. So Duke, North Carolina, it's, it's a game that I'm not going to have a, a pregame position in just because, well, I don't, I don't feel like the books are really taxing you on, on a huge number. I, the number to me guys feels pretty much perfect and, and should be right. But is, is this not the classic game that everybody and their brother is going to have in some sort of money line parlay, maybe not closing it out, but in the mix today where every single sign and, and taking aside the whole emotional and sentimental reasons why you would back Duke, every other sign points to this being Duke in a runaway being favored by 11 is right. And, and I, you understand why there were some nibbles there on the dog from betters just looking to take a number here given the rivalry and given uh, the, uh, the, the nature of these games in the past. But at the same time, I, I've, and this kind of translates to my overall thoughts on the ACC tournament, even though Duke is laying a, a, a short number to win that tournament, and even though they're laying double digits here, they are so far and away and have proven it to me, guys, the class of that conference this year. And it's, it's not only them, it's just the fact that the ACC has been so dismal this season, just top to bottom. And outside of Duke, there is not a single team I trust in that conference and Wes, I don't know if you feel the same way, but like I watched North Carolina and to me, it, just, it feels like an exact carbon copy of Volroy last year with one foot out the door, no discipline, really no toughness. They play at a helter skelter pace like they always have, but there's really not anything you trust about that team. So I don't know how you could really, I get why you'd want to take a maybe on a big number inflated, but I don't know how you could trust North Carolina in this spot tonight. I went a little bit heavier on the first half, Ben. I took a little bit full game. By the way, if you miss the 12, you're probably going to get it to what Ben mentioned because this coverage is on all day long ad nauseum. You're probably going to get late betters betting Duke here. And with it being Coach K's final game, I'm sure Amal is really ready to celebrate this one. It's his two favorite coaches, Mike Krzyzewski and Hubert <laughs> yeah. Davis. So bring, this is going to be fun. <laughs> just bring Matt Humans on because he did the uh, great tribute on Follow the Money when it was announced that Coach K was going to be stepping away. Uh, Matt Matt got all got a Matt all in the feels, if you will. I, we could Look, guys, we could do probably a whole show. If we brought if we convince Humans to come in studio here at Circle, we could do three hours on, uh, on, on this game alone. Uh, we will have the great uh, uh, Steve Wiseman's going to be with us from live from Cameron Indoor, nice. which will be quite the uh, the backdrop co- who covers Duke. And I'm so I'm curious to hear just kind of the because you know we we in the media and, and as sports betters, it's a lot of anecdotal stuff talking about this game. But I am curious to hear just where the focus level and, and everything. It, it is such a crazy one-off type event here, which is going to be the first of these one-off events going down the stretch here for Coach K and Duke. So I, I am curious to hear that perspective. Uh, but I, yeah, I, I, I understand Wes, why you would go with the first half position. That's certainly what I would be doing if I wanted to get involved here. And you mentioned Ben, the ACC. I want to piggyback off that. You're talking about Duke is maybe the only team you can trust. The ACC, you got to think is going to get five teams in. I don't know which five. I think North Carolina probably is going to get in. Notre Dame, Wake Forest. We'll see with Miami. By the way, they are down in Syracuse mm-hmm. here in the second half. So. 
Miami, Virginia Tech, Virginia, probably in line. They're probably getting five teams, but to what Ben was saying, Femi, this ACC is about the worst I've seen in many years because if you look at there's a Power Six conference, there's a Big 12, Pac-12, SEC, Big 10, Big East, and ACC. Those are like the Power Six, if you will, for college basketball. The ACC is the worst of those conferences, I think, and I think by a decent amount. I don't think that they're that much ahead of the Mountain West, who, by the way, is, are probably, you would think, are going to get maybe four teams, maybe a fifth. We'll see if UNLV can pull an upset there. But, yeah, this ACC has been way down this year, and I don't see any of these teams except for Duke maybe making the second weekend, depending on the draw, of course. Uh, ben, you mentioned that you guys are going to have Steve Wiseman on the show later on. What else do you guys have on tap for this second half of Betting Across America? Uh, yeah, we're, we're going to have uh, not only White, Steve Wiseman joining us to talk that Duke-North Carolina game, but we will also get a little NBA uh, discussion. We're going to uh, go, go deep. We've got uh, Mike Peranio is always going to join us from uh, the Mandalay Bay Sportsbook, mm-hmm. but we've got uh, Andrew Bailey from Bleach Report going to talk some NBA with us. Yeah, the, the last thing I'll say on ACC2, Wes, I've, I'm very curious in, in, the, in where the Vatek line goes today because that's a team to me that mm-hmm. is of the, of the candidates who actually have shown me something this season. Right. That's a team that could, could actually do something here. But they have a huge game. They're at Clemson today, and Brown, Brad Brownell's team has been one of those classic teams who o- always seems to show up when they're in a spoiler type role, mm-hmm. especially at home there. So that is a game, and it's going to be very closely lined. I know Ken Palm in that one has a Vatek by one, but that's a game I'm really looking forward to uh, later. And yeah, like I said, I'm all in for three hours, <laughs> plus some NBA, plus Duke, North Carolina. We'll get a little NFL uh, draft positional talk going because we've we, we need to get them all's hot takes on what we've seen in the combine the last couple of days, Femi. So there is a lot on the docket here for the next three hours. Yeah, make sure you get them all's hand size down. We'll, go, we'll have that in the VEASAN combine. Make sure we have that updated for our Don't draft worry. coming up here. I, so I measured uh, eight on primetime action. We did the exercise. I was 8.9 inches, which on the dating apps, Femi, I will then round up to nine inches, <laughs> nine flat, as, as one does. You know, but, uh, uh, so far. So far, all, every every one of our VEASAN hosts who has been measured has been over the 8.5 uh, you know, of Kenny Pickett. So, for whatever that's worth. I think there's a stray tape measure in that South Point studio if you guys have not done so yet. How so about that? You, all, you always got to round sure you up. You always got to round up on the Tinder portal, as mm-hmm. they say. There's a joke in there Thank that you, it's buddy. obvious, and I'm not going to say it because <laughs> I like my job. He is Ben Wilson of VEASAN. He'll be with the mall shot at the top of the hour here doing betting across America from Circa. Ben, have a good show, buddy. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Ben. (laughs) I mean, by the way, I want to jump in here because Mm -hmm. this is kind of more of a macro betting thing, not a specific game. If you remember over the years, it was always play the unranked favorite against the ranked underdog, and that was like money. But what happens is when you get something like that, eventually the odds makers figure it out, and the market has become much more efficient. If you look this year, Alabama did cover at LSU, mm-hmm. our unra- ranked underdog against an unranked favorite, and used to be you take the unranked favorite, it was money in the bank. Alabama gets the cover. By the way, ranked underdogs this season are 23-6 and six against the Ooh. unranked teams, 15-0 and 0 the last 15. So you're going to see, I think, a lot of those. Now, conference tournaments, a different handicap than yeah. obviously regular season games and whatnot and same thing of course when you get into the NCAA tournament and beyond but you look at this 
And it just shows you how much more efficient that the market has gotten. You know, there's that old, you know, public versus pros or pros versus Joes. There's so much more information out there now, Femi, and the market is getting so much more efficient, I think, because of that. And this is yet another example of these ranked underdogs. You used to be able to fade blindly and you'd cash tickets at like a 60 plus percent rate. Not so much anymore. I was going to say that used to be an autoplay for me. Whenever I saw it, I I would look at it and I'm like, oh, we have an unranked favorite against a ranked team. I'm like, fire away. Because now, you get that line. football as well. You get that line that stinks to high heaven. And, you yeah. know, I often say on here, sometimes you got to go where the stink is. But not so much anymore. And I think you're going to see a lot of those situations. We'll see if this trend continues, I think, at least recent, the recency bias in terms of the conference tournaments. Because you're going to get several of those scenarios this week. And I'm so glad you brought that point up. Because usually in betting, when something becomes a thing, mm-hmm. then it's no longer efficient. Because now yeah. we all know about when, it being a thing. When when if you know it, it's something that JVT says here on VEASAN all the time. If you know it, they know it. Exactly. So the guys behind the counter are going to know it. And whenever you get, like, that trend that comes out and then everybody wants to follow it, you want to be ahead of the curve and ahead mm-hmm. of the trend and not follow the trend because when that happens and everybody does it, then you know that's when it's going down. That I am surprised. I know it hasn't been cashing uh, as of late, but the fact that those ranked dogs have really been just, I mean, man, yeah. that's, that's a surprising clip to me, honestly. That's an Auburn or rather Alabama was the uh, the most recent yeah. example of and, that. And that's the thing, too. And we talked with Arkansas, Kentucky. I know we're running out of time here, mm-hmm. but – that's why I think with these short favorites, I say lay money line. Don't be cheap. Don't lay two and a half. You know, either buy the two or lay the money line here. You know, don't get chintzy on like a half a point here. Lay these money lines with these small favorites. It will cash you tickets in the long run. That does it for us here from the South Point. Coming up next, we have Ben Wilson and Mal Shaw betting across America for three more hours over at Circa. For the whole fo- folks and crew here at the South Point, we say so along and we wish you happy betting here on the final. Final Saturday of college basketball. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.